So, today, I'd like to talk about pain. I'm just going to turn my headphones up a bit. Testing, one, two, three. Testing. Hello. Okay, so today, I'd like to talk about pain, and I'd like to really go through this systematically so that we can see exactly where a problem may be arising from, if you've got a problem, and exactly what to do if you're in pain. Now, this is a broad overview of the approach that we take to pain. This is to work out exactly what kind of pain you're in and exactly what sort of solution you need. And this is, broadly speaking, we're going to take the bird's eye view of this because specifics are specific to you, to your conditions, to your problem, to your environment, to you entirely. So I do also have to have (laughs) the disclaimer, of course, which should be self-evident unto this description of the difference between broadly looking at something and specifically looking at something, but I'll add the disclaimer nonetheless, which is that nothing in this video is advice. Nothing in this video can be applied to you per se because of the specificity of your situation. So if you're in pain, you do need to seek the relevant advice, the relevant help. And the difference is, well, what kind of help is it? What kind of pain is it? Because pain and hurt occurs on all levels. It occurs on the physical level, the emotional level, the interpersonal level, and even the spiritual level. And that's not even to say anything of the mental level, which a lot of people struggle with in this age. So, when we realize this, when we realize that it could be all sorts of different things that are causing this problem, it's a bit overwhelming. And in fact, just figuring out what it is that's causing you the hurt, what's causing you the pain, can be an amazing relief. It can be an amazing release of the pressure. You're no longer confused about it. It's one thing to be in pain. It's another thing to be in pain and confused. Further still, if you know what it is, then you know how to treat it. You know that there are things you can do to fix this, to heal, to actually mend the pain, to come out of pain. If you're confused and you don't know what it is, then you can end up with a sense of helplessness of thinking that there's no way out of it, that it's unending, that there's no way for it to change. And here comes one of the most important insights, the most important things that you must understand about pain. And that is that pain is unnatural. You should not be in pain. 
Now, when I say that, allow me to clarify. It's not normal to be in pain. It shouldn't be your default state. It shouldn't be your general feeling. It shouldn't be the thing that you see your life as. Now, of course, pain is natural in the sense that when certain things occur, then pain occurs, right? (laughs) That's not what I'm saying at all. It's perfectly natural to feel pain if you hurt yourself, if you cut your skin, or you bruise something, or you hit something, right? That's perfectly understandable. And in fact, that occurs for all the levels. It's perfectly understandable if you are in emotional pain, considering your circumstances. It's perfectly understandable that you are in mental pain, considering your circumstances. It's perfectly understandable that you're in existential or spiritual pain, given your circumstances. And in that is a great wisdom, right? To even see that, well, we can understand this. It's perfectly natural, in a sense. It's perfectly understandable in that, well, we shouldn't be surprised about it. And that goes to show, well, this has happened before, and it will change, and we will come out of it. It is a process which is tried and proven, in a sense. It's a process that, well, we're just trying to grapple with. It's not that we have this thing we need to set up. It's not as though we need to set up the process for ourselves. It's not as though we need to actually intervene into the process and stop stop for certain things from happening or make certain things happen. And that brings me nicely, actually, to really the, the three core things that are to be done with pain and healing. And these core things happen with all levels of pain. This is really what you do with pain. This is the process that you take. And this occurs whether you understand it or not, whether you know what is causing you pain or not, whether you know what level of pain you're on or not, there's really only three things you can do to treat hurt and pain. One is to stop what is causing it. If you find the cause, you can stop what is causing it. And of course, if you know what level it's on, then you can see very clearly how it is that the pain is being caused. Often we have pain that's happening again and again because there's something that is causing it that we don't see we need to remove. The second major thing that we can do to heal pain is to add something. It's an addition of something. It means that there's something actually missing that needs to be there. 
Now, the first point is to remove something. (laughs) And the second point is to add something. And you can see how this can cause so many problems and have so much ineffective energy being spent if you get it wrong, right? (laughs) Because a lot of people have something that's causing their pain and they think, oh, I just need to add something. If I could just get something, right? If I could just get the right supplements, if I could just get the right medicine, (laughs) if I could just get the right results, if I could get just the right treatment, if I could do the right thing, if I could be in the right place, right? These are all things of adding something. And if you're adding something and there's something there that's causing the pain that needs to be removed, then it doesn't matter what you add. You're still going to have that pain. Because you need to remove something. Of course, conversely, on other sides, people are trying to remove certain things. They're trying to get away from certain situations. Take, for example, just the emotional level. If you're in pain emotionally, it might be that you're actually resisting a certain feeling, a certain process certain sequences of feelings and personal phenomenons which happen personally to you in your body emotionally. And if you're resisting that, you're trying to remove something. You're trying to get rid of something. When really, emotional pain, in a lot of circumstances, actually requires you to move into it and to integrate that feeling. It requires you to actually add that sensation to your repertoire of personal experiences. And once you've added that feeling, you can actually transcend it and move on and actually come out of the pain and the suffering. So those are the first two points. The third final point for healing is to wait. And this is actually something I talk about in my psychology course. So I don't have time to really get into the deep depths of it. That's that's a very sort of complex rabbit hole that we don't want to venture off too far down. But if you want to know more about what it means to wait, you can go and enroll in that course. And that's a that's an extensive course on developmental psychology. We go through multiple systems of psychology and paradigms and belief systems and values. But essentially, when you wait, you're not adding something and you're not removing something. You're just letting the pain run its course. A lot of the time, if we just stop and see, well, what process is at play, then the pain will run its course and healing will occur. Just just think of a tree, right? How does a tree heal itself? Say something's fallen on it, and it's sort of split one of its trunks or its branches. Well, it might be they need to, something needs to be removed from it, right? <laughs> 
But really, how that tree heals is not by adding supplements or doing therapy or anything like that. It just waits and it grows. There's no healing without growth in a tree. And it does take time. It is a process. So waiting is a very powerful response to pain. It also does bring clarity of what exactly is going on. Because if you're trying to add things and remove things, when all you really need to do is wait, you can become confused about what effect is having what effect. Right? What is the effect of a certain medication? What is the effect of a certain therapy? What is the effect of a certain process or meditation or regime of some sort or routine of some sort? Sometimes you do just need to wait. Now, to go a little bit deeper on this, there's another thing that can help us get into the causes of pain, and that is proximity of location. Now, this does occur on all levels. When you have a physical pain or a disease or a sickness, and that's affecting you in terms of your physical body, your biology, there's going to be something which is occurring on that level in relation to you. Now, if you've been exposed to a virus or a disease, then you must first remove that source. If you are living in an environment which has polluted air or dusty air, and you're having a lung condition because of that, for example, then you must remove yourself from that environment. You must see that the cause is because of where you are. Now, this occurs also on the emotional level. What is the cause of the emotion? Where are you when you are having that emotion? What is it that is in proximity to you when you have that feeling? And really, to go to the deepest deepest depths of this, you would say, where were you when you first had that emotion? So if you had, if you have an emotional problem, if you have an emotional issue, then the, the deep insight, the root of that problem is, where were you when you first had that emotion? First of all, identify the emotion, of course, whether it's shame or guilt or fear or any other sort of negative emotion that it might be. And you say, well, where did that first occur to you? What was your earliest memory of that? Because it can be that emotions are triggered in similar search situations, and that will actually give you a clue. That's how you can actually find your earliest memory of that emotion, which is that, well, I'm having this feeling. Okay, so what's happening in your surrounds? Is someone saying a certain thing? Is someone treating you a certain way? Is a certain event happening? Are you doing a certain behavior? Is a certain event affecting you? 
whatever it might be. And when did you have something similar like that in your childhood? When has that happened to you before? Now, when we get to the level of the mind, well, it's a little bit more abstract. But the same thing applies, which is that when you have that thought, you can say, well, where did that thought come from? What is that thought connected to? Where are you when you think that certain thing? That's actually a very physical, sort of real, down-to-earth connection that you can make with your mind. Because believe it or not, the thoughts that we have are very largely habitual. And they are connected to the sorts of external behaviors that we have. What sort of thoughts do you have when you're driving? What sort of thoughts do you have when you're in the kitchen? What sort of thoughts do you have when you're in the bathroom? What sort of thoughts do you have when you're at work? When you're on your lunch break, when you're traveling, when you're going to something that's new, when you're going to the beach, when you're going to the cafe, to the restaurant, or whatever it is that you're up to. Now, I say what sort of thoughts, when really, a lot of the time it's even specific. What thought do you have? What do you think about? You could say, what do you, you could say, well, you know, there's, there's degrees of specificness. (laughs) There's degrees of how specific you can be, right? We can say, what sort of thoughts, what do you think about, and what do you think? And if it's the thought itself that's causing the problem or the pain or the hurt, then you do need to branch out into these larger factors of the environment, which is where you are physically, what's happening, what are your behaviours, and what are you feeling. Now, when it comes to existential pain or existential hurt, then the same thing applies. You have to ask, what is the set of conditions? What are the set of conditions that are causing me to feel this way or to have this pain, to have this sort of experience? And most broadly speaking, you say, well, the world is a terrible place. The world is a bad place. There's so much wrong with the world. There's so much wrong with my life. You must realize that that is a location. That is a set of parameters that you are blind to, which must be discovered. Saying that the world is a terrible place, that's an indication of being in a pain and trying to add something and trying to get, a, get rid of something. That's an existential experience which is clouded, which is an unfair 
unclear assessment of the situation. Because you remember what I said, that actually pain is unnatural. Pain is something that shouldn't be your normal state. It shouldn't be your default state. It's actually a process that runs its course. Now, of course, the initial response to certain events is pain, is of hurt, and that occurs also on the existential level. When you first realize what the world is, there is a tremendous pain. There is that opening to the agony the agony of the human condition, the terror, the hell. There's really no word for how terrible the human condition is. But that is only the initial response. That is only the first coming into of that understanding. That is a process that actually needs to run its course. That is actually a healing which occurs as a process within you. And many people don't get over that. They are confronted with that pain, with that existential pain, and they make the mistake of trying to add something or trying to remove something or not just waiting to really see. Of course, you could say that, well, trying to change the world for the better is a good thing. (laughs) And of course, in many cases, that is true as well. We do need to pitch in where we can. Of course, the more skeptical side of me would say, well, are you really helping? Is it really effective? And of course, it depends on the situation. Right? We can't say that, well, there's no use in doing anything because that's not true. And we also can't say that any help is good help because that's also not true. There is help that does more damage than good. And many people do try and remove things quite, in quite an extreme way. They try to remove things by saying, well, the thing is actually the person or the persons. And in a sense, that's what murder is. That's what killing is. It's having this existential pain and trying to remove something in a response to that pain. Instead of letting it run its course. And a lot of the time, I believe that existential pain is really misunderstood for personal pain, or misunderstood as for what it really is, which is personal pain. So, that's sort of a broad overview of how we get at pain from physical, emotional, 
to existential. And it's really just the surface of this subject. It's quite a big subject that we can go into in a lot more detail. For example, we could go into the interpersonal, right? The interpersonal, this this all still applies. It might be that there's someone in your life that you need to remove from your life that's causing you pain. It might be that there's someone that needs to be in your life that isn't in your life. That is also the case. An absent father. That's a classic example of someone missing who needs to be there. Or it might be that the interpersonal pain can be healed just by waiting, just by realizing that the person is always changing, they they are always in a flux, and if you just wait a few minutes, then they'll be fine, and you'll be fine with them. So that's just a quick example of how these principles apply to the interpersonal level, which is just one level out of the few that we've discussed. So we've looked at causes, we've looked at treatments, we've looked at location and proximity of environment, and we've looked at the levels physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and existential. And we will look at this subject again. We will open this up and go into more details because it's so deep because there is a lot to it and probably the thing that I'll add is if you are in pain the first thing to do is really just to wait and see if you've got a clear assessment of the situation because when you're in pain you're often confused delusional and unable to help yourself now of course you can help yourself Because if you wait and you step back, you can become clear. You don't need someone to come in and help you to become clear. You just need to be on your own process. Clarity does occur naturally, just like healing does occur naturally. So if you are in pain, probably the best ABC sort of response is to wait and to become clear. Ask yourself if you're clear. And if you answer, no, I'm not clear, then Don't make decisions. Don't go into treatments. Don't try and add things. Don't try and remove things. So that's sort of just a quick summary of what you can do. Now, I will also just mention again that I've got this online course, which is on developmental psychology, and that will go into a lot more detail of the mind and the perspectives and the ways of viewing the world. And it's not specifically to do with pain, but... It's just something that is sort of touched on in what we're talking about here. So you can go ahead and check that out if you'd like to go deeper. That's a that's a deep course that goes it's it's over twenty hours long or something like that. And we go into all sorts of things. So if you really want to go deep, then that's what I suggest you do to follow on from this. So thanks very much. Please leave me a comment and subscribe. Share your favorite episode with someone who you feel would find this interesting or useful. And that's all I have to say for now.